Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. The cup has kicked off. Blanks and doubles are coming. It's just starting to feel like the stretch run a little bit to me. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's starting to get to the time when you look at the player on the FPL page and you scroll down and it's kind of getting shorter and shorter. Very short. And before you know it, it's just warm and end of season's here and teams are on the beach and yeah, all that shit. But before we move on, let me just say this is the last pod for... Just over two weeks, so it's going to be a long time off. Um, the next game week, for those who didn't see, is not this weekend. It's midweek of next week. And we're not going to pod in between that and the weekend because I'll be on vacation in Portugal. And then I'll be back and we'll pod on the next, after Game Week 25 on Tuesday morning. So it's really a long time off, long as we've ever taken off. So Yeah, we, we do pride ourselves on no days off here at FMLFPL, but there are two days off between the game weeks, and it just didn't seem worthwhile, so we're just going to give it a miss for those two. So you'll, and you don't see our little thing refresh on the podcast feed, don't get concerned. This is a, just a little small break for us. Yeah, small break. We'll still line up lambs and slack and all that shit, but yeah, it's yeah, a little break. Um, all right, you want to start or should I start? Um, I'll go. I, I had a good week. I got put up 80. Um, I was sat on a red arrow without Captain Mo after Saturday, but Captain Raz and, and Sana yesterday threw 32 points in for me and, and propelled me up to uh, 73K. So starting to make some headway into the five-digit rank area, which is where I don't, what I'm looking to do. And I feel like I'm kind of on track right now. I feel like my team's been good for a while. I've kind of been taking it steady. Um, Kiko really was the was the savior for me this week Massive. with the nine. He could have had two assists too, but he was just putting in good, big, creating big chances out there with his crossing. And just the nine was just huge when there were barely any clean sheets. And the Bennett goal was just Fucking laughable, ridiculous, so lucky and stupid. <laughs> yeah. They're so bad; it's just a joke. But that was also just massive again, you know. And when uh, Liverpool don't keep a clean, and you know, a lot of the other little poopy poop teams don't keep cleans, getting those getting those like fifteen from the back was just huge. And papered over Dean getting a negative one, fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, ration worked out. I was I was glad I got him over Obs with the easier fixture that came in, and obviously Big Sal never never disappoints. Got me a little assist and stoppage, so you know, it was, everyone's also working. Also, the sportsmanship of Rondon. You saw that yeah. shit? Yeah, you know, he's just he's lovely. Everything about him is so lovable. Yeah, he's great. Wow. Love it. Yeah, you're flying, yeah. dude. You're four straight greens. Yeah, you're 150K, more importantly, gaming 20, 73K. It's fucking huge. Yeah, I won my round one cup, so I'm looking to secure a buy if I win this week, which I look, I'm hoping for. So no buys like, this week, this season, right? No playing rounds, but you'll secure a high seed, maybe. No, I mean that in the sense of if I'm 2 and 0, then my third group game doesn't matter. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll secure first. So that's a good job by me. And yeah. 
Okay, so mine mine is this now begins the dark side of the pod. It's like flipping over the vinyl or whatever. Um, so I took a minus eight, which actually netted me a lot of points. So didn't really start there. I mean, I had two red flags out in Guaita and Sun, and then Alonzo out was feels fantastic. I got the Bennett goal in, very lucky, and Captain Mo, which is good. Um, on the week though, down down another twenty k. So just another red arrow as per. Um, destroyed by Tanner Wilcox, fuck Cox in the in the cup. Very bad start. Looking outside, looking in to make the knockout round at this point. So I know it's early, but feels very bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I was looking at my team just like an hour ago or whatever when I was like looking shit up for the pod and everything, and just nothing has changed. Like I, I'm just bad at managing my team. I feel like it's just fact. <laughs> Like I'm, I'll give good advice. I'll have good shouts. Like I'll help people on Slack. I'll fucking make all the moves for my brother. Whatever, all good. But when it comes to my team, I just overthink everything. And pretty exclusively, do really dumb, bad shit, and my team is just bad. I mean, this is Johnny's third time getting zero points in my team. <laughs> That's good. Um, Raz has just been worse. Continues being worse than Sane, even though he's great. I just lose points there every week. Uh, Rich, Felipe, Metro, all only blank. That's the only that's, thing they do. Uh, that's the problem in your team. Well, yeah, because and players. what I was going to get to is just an obs of, of course, Mrs. Sitter. You know what? What else is new? But it felt when I was looking at my team, it just felt like a very like normal curve for my FPL seasons. It happens every season where at some point I'm just super jaded and dark and frustrated because. All the players in my team who return, Salah, Rash, Raz, they're just owned by every player in the game. And it's like I'm chasing my tail and I'm not really even like gaining ranks when those guys return. I'm, I'm, you know, using a little bit of hyperbole, but you know what I mean. And then all of my guys who are not the highest owned players in the game, all the aforementioned guys who blank every fucking week are just blanking every fucking week. And I'm taking minus eights just to try and like, catch up and get the good guys etc and i'm just i'm just so i just feel like i'm so behind all the time and it's like one of the hardest things and i think we'll get more into this in the like you know meat of the pod but with guys like rich felipe less so mitra but those two those two midfielders it's like like form chasing form is so elusive because you can go in or out of form in just one week and it's like Rich could in a some parallel universe, Rich like braces this weekend and then he's quote unquote in form and I have the best seven on, and under midfielder in the game. But you know, that what actually happens is they just blank and don't get a shot on target and it's just like I feel like I have the worst midfielder in the game all of a sudden, you know what I mean? And it's just like everything flip flops so quick and I'm just I just feel like I'm constantly left behind. Like I don't have like Paul, Sane, like guys who just kill me every single week. Yeah. I mean that's kind of where whether you be pa- whether you're patient with someone or you're looking to remove is really like why we watch the games and why we look at yeah, underlying yeah. stats. You know, I mean that's kind of what I usually use to kind of tell me what to do with a player who's blank for a few games in a row, which is you know, we only have eleven players. I mean, four of them are defenders, with the goalkeeper included. So it's a very limited amount of spots. So you know, we treat each one very carefully. So well, that's yeah, the, that's mean, the me, problem with the form thing that I'm saying is like if you were to only watch, 
you know, Richarlison's highlights and look at his stats over, say, the last, like, four, probably even longer than four, like, the stats are really good. And he's, like, hitting the bar and, like, worldy saves and clearances off the line and everything. And then it's just like, now I'm not even sure he's going to start next week. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But at the same time, like, this is very, very reminiscent of what he did last year, Richarlison. And, you know, it's just there's something not right there. And Everton have been putting a fucking stinker performances week on week and they just look kind of a, a mess in general um so yeah i mean it's definitely i mean less mitrovic because he was just cheaper and stuff but felipe and rich the last few games i mean four straight blanks in a row for both of them it's going to be difficult for you to make those points up oh, so yeah. i mean you know we'll we'll see what happens this week and every week is a new week and we live to fight another day yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like a new week when every week is the fucking same week. But well, you're gonna go to Portugal and you can fucking hopefully fuck it I just off forget about it. Yeah, just fuck off everything, and that'll be the the only time I see green. That'll be good. Yeah, um, you'll you'll make two like huge hit weeks and just get tons, and you'll be so happy. Yeah, there are two like staples of all of my seasons. One of them is that I end the season really strong, like you know, game week thirty ish onwards. I usually rattle off a bunch of greens and then strong. The other is like, I feel like when I don't pay attention and I just like turn up on Friday and I've been working all week and haven't looked at anything and I just like, I'm like, fuck, what should I do? And I just make two rash decisions on Friday. I feel like that usually works out, but it's probably just confirmation bias. I don't know. Um, Probably. Let me housekeeping. Um, First off, just some stuff for the cup. So we mathed it out. There will be exactly 62 third slash fourth place teams going through to the knockout round, you know, aside from the top two in every group. So after each game week, we'll update. There's a new tab on the cup spreadsheet with who's winning the race to make the knockouts of the third and fourth place team. So that's great. And then also we added three additional prizes to be given out throughout the cup, which you can find all that info and see the prizes and all that stuff in the rules tab. On the cup spreadsheets, so get in there. Let me shout out the top of the FMLPL prize league mug league leader for January. One game week left. It's still Nacho Nacho Man holding it down. Hive Mind Team in second. Lol. Um, shout out Goal Scorers <laughs> Challenge League leader Scotty Boy and and the top of the FMLPL public league. I, should I just not do this anymore? Because I was I did. Last week I did the top five, but then this week the top five are the exact same top five because this league barely changes because they're just like unbelievable seasons with unbelievable ranks. So I don't know. Podolski is still a god in first. He's seventh overall. He's never going to not be in first. So when you start doing this section, I don't, I couldn't tell you one piece of information of what you say. Yeah, other than Podolski. No, not even. I just don't even listen. I'm okay. like, do I'm like doing research basically while you're doing that's, this. That's like, good. I, it's like a little break for you or something. Yeah. But I, I think I might just stop shouting out the FML field yeah, publicly. Could not. There are no fucks I could give about that. Yeah. Do whatever feels I mean, good for you. Publicly, whatever. Okay, cool. I'm glad you're on board. Let's go on. So. Where do you have somewhere you want to start, or should we just you know? Where do, what I are you guess thinking? Spurs is kind of interesting to start because they're in shambles. 
and Ollie's dead, and people had your rent day. I mean, do we just fade them completely, so, even though they yeah. have these three home bankers coming up? So Mishka on Slack said, Mishka, legend. Um, with Ollie supposedly also injured, is there any value in Potato for a three-week stretch? It says Potato because I copy and pasted it from Slack, so it's like the Potato emoji, which is great. Um, and Rob P on Slack with the Ollie injury, are there any other midfielders other than Paul in that area, or is it a case of just waiting for Sonny Boy to come back? Yeah, the Ollie injury well, I mean, is really bad. The Ollie injury is just brutal because so brutal. He's just the only guy that seems to be able to create any have any decent movement against on the center backs and like be a goal threat. And Urente just fucking like I don't know what he does. He just kind of stands. Yeah, there. I mean his stats were good, and he really should have scored that header. I still feel like. He's not that bad a pick. I mean, obviously, LOL, so he got an own goal, etc. But he's so <laughs> cheap. And even with, with the Ollie injury, it just ensures him even more, I think, into the side, probably playing close to 90 every week because they just need him so badly. And, you know, with, like you said, the fixtures are ridiculous. Home Watford, home Newcastle, home Leicester, away Burnley. He's still fine, I think. I think he's learned, Llorente is just totally fine. But, they have no one else to play. That's the thing. It's just, yeah, I mean, like, Erickson was doing weird shit, I thought. Like, we were talking in Slack. Like, he was really far forward and just kind of shooting on sight. Like, anytime he got the ball, he was not looking to pass. He was just ripping them because they just are trying to... When you subtract the amount of shots that Sun and Kane take, like... You ha- someone else has to make try and make up for that just to have you know goal scoring threats. So I don't know, but going to Ericsson at nine four just seems ridiculous with the amount of yeah, other good players there are in the game. It seems completely insane to do that. Yeah. So I I do still still think Yorente is fine, but yeah, I don't think anyone else is really fine. an option. Yeah. So I mean, I think the other question was good because I mean, people were punting on Ollie. I, I saw a lot of people in Slack already pick. had Paul, and I loved it. Was it. A good pick, yeah. But now that was not a good punt. So it is a very interesting thing. I mean, the eight to ten million bracket. There's Sane, and then there's just nothing. And, and Paul, what do you do? You think like Mane could go on a run? Yeah, Mane is one is one of the most interesting FPL players. I feel like we talked about him a lot in preseason and obviously early doors. He was just shredding everything alive, outscoring Salah and everything. But, I mean, he's always been a good FPL option. And his like points per game are always good. He's very unpredictable, sort of in the Sané slash Hazard mold of an FPL player. But, yeah, I mean, Liverpool have really good fixtures. Um I think you could do a lot worse than Mane. I mean, to me, Mane is sort of in that conversation that we had last week of guys who kind of just, they score more points than the cheaper options at the same position, but they're not value, quote unquote. I think Mane kind of falls into that as well. Like, Mane is easily going to outscore like Richarlison, Felipe, like Siggy, et cetera. But he's. See, the difference with that, I think. Is that there is no value anymore in that seven million midfield price because they're all punts, they're all bad, right? As opposed to like so that, Jimenez, what we were talking about last week, yeah, like yeah, someone yeah, yeah. who's actually reliably going to tick. So that's why I'm just kind of 
interested in Monix for like he's a differential. The only other thing is that I've been there before this season is when you if say you pick Mane over you know Rabo or Van Dyke, you're like you need basically more than a return to outpace spending like the three cleans. million less for the clean sheet. So and I'm all it always is just like is Mane going to outscore a defender? And that was also something that I was thinking about. Like, is that just a complete waste of money? Like, just get defenders. But he's a huge differential. I mean, he's in zero teams, and we're at the point where most people have very similar teams. Yeah, and he can score a hat trick against any opponent any week. Oh, we a, hat, a hat trick, a hat, a hat trick. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think yeah, it is really interesting. And I think another reason why. This Mane slot is better than, you know, like what we were talking about last week, like a Firmino slot is just, at least there are other guys in the vicinity. You know, like, you know, Kev could emerge and you could always like go to Sane or, you know, Ali, maybe he only misses two weeks. You could always go there. Sane will be back in three or four weeks. You can go there. Whereas like Bob and Laka and Vardy are the only guys in that vicinity and you kind of don't want any of them. So it's yeah. like it, you're just more like stuck, which is usually not good in FPL. Yeah. And then, I mean, the, I was also thinking just about maybe it is time to reinvest in defense because I'm really struggling to find heavy hitters besides, you know, like Mo, Sterling, Sane. I mean, OBS is very, very. Well, not like controversial, but just very much like of a tricky pick because he's it's just so, so frustrating. Ex- yeah, he's so expensive, and you know you watch him frustrate your life away, missing these sitters like this, and he's just like a feast or famine pick. And you're you know you're not going to cap him. I mean, game week twenty seven is an interesting one, which we will talk on about the blanks in a little bit. But at eleven three, it's, it's just like, is that worth? Is that worth having him when you already have Mo and like Sterling and shit? I just, I'm not sure. I'm still having a hard time there because I was personally for my team looking at, looking at maybe hitting him in this week. But the more I look at it, it just makes me uncomfortable. Like Arsenal also, I just like don't know what they're up to. Yeah. I mean, I do still think OBS is really, really good and he'll probably come good. He has really good fixtures short term, but. Yeah, I think one of the things that makes him feel worse than other players, you know, he only blanked two games in a row. He just had a nine-pointer, you know, and he's been mostly very good this season. But it's like he got his sitter against Chelsea. He had his he had a really good chance against West Ham. But when when they go quiet, when Obbs like goes quiet, he's completely invisible. And like yeah. Arsenal just or just make the decision. Emery is just like, okay, from this point on, and they did it against Chelsea at halftime. The second half, they were just, <laughs> we're never going to attack for the rest of the game. <laughs> it's just like, that's what makes him feel so bad is like every other 11 ish million player, Sterling, Salah, even Hazard, et cetera, it's like they're still the main man. They're still trying to counter. They're still doing stuff. They're still on the ball. And when Abba, when Arsenal decide to not attack, Ob's just does. Absolutely nothing. Like he just doesn't have touches anymore once they shut off. So that's frustrating. That's frustrating. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's the guys you mentioned. There's also Pogba, and other than that, yeah, there's not really many heavy hitters worth it. I mean, Kuhn maybe is coming back in a thought. Obs is a maybe. There's also like I don't think Kuhn's an option really right now. I mean, he's Jesus is. 
finally scoring some goals. I don't. I think the rotation there's going to be too unpredictable to be able to spend eleven on a yeah. On a it it probably will be, but I'm saying he might be an option. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, and then has. I mean, maybe we can transition to has, but a lot of people are writing in. You know. What the fuck? A lot of people were writing about Has and Richarlison kind of in the same way, so I kind of like grouped them in my head. But you know, Wolfgang Jones on Slack, any thoughts on Richarlison replacements? Double G, what to do with Rich? Uh, Jeff D on Slack, what to do with guys like Rich and Has? Fixtures looking great, but blah blah blah. And Scatterfold on Slack, has the repetitive sorry ball algorithm been worked out? And if yes, is it time to ditch Has immediately? I mean, Has has been complete nightmare. Yeah, I mean, well, Richarlison for sure. It's time to go if you can afford to like focus on that spot in your team. He's just he's it, they're bad. Like he's just not really doing shit. And he they he was so fucking bad against Southampton. I don't know if he was even playing. He Has didn't have a shot and got subbed off early. Like yeah, he legit I mean, might not start. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's going to bench Bernard. That no, I, he's undroppable. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> but. Has is yeah, obviously been a complete nightmare, and it's also just been similar to what we've why we've been complaining about him for the last few game weeks of just right. they look fucking shitty. Like the team looks really shitty when they go forward, and they have no ideas, and they're not creating that much. So I don't know if old man Fat Man Higgs is going to come in and do something, but he's eleven is very expensive. But it's at the same it's the same thing with him though. You know, I mean. You never know when he's going to just decide that he feels like playing today and he just braces or something. That's the and thing. He, That's why we yeah. always say Hazard is, sorry to cut you off, that Hazard is just the definition of like a set and forget because these blanks always happen. It happened earlier this season. It happens every season he's ever been in the Premier League where he just rattles off a bunch of fucking blanks and looks like unmotivated and blah, blah, blah. And then... Yeah, next week or two weeks or three weeks away, he's just going to score double digits, like four out of five games in another stretch. It's just, it's the same shit every season. So, yeah. I mean, at Bournemouth, home Huddersfield, the next two are both really good. Um, Champions League starting back up. They don't have to worry about that. I don't know. I'm, it's funny because it's almost like now would be the time I would want him. Yeah. Because right. everyone's getting rid, and right. even though they look bad, and I don't think he's a good pick at eleven million, it's it's just like like I'm talking about fucking Mane, like I'm grasping for a little differential. I mean, also it's just an inflection point of my team this week. I have five million in the bank. I have to kind of figure out what I'm going to do with it. And but I don't. You can't be confident with him, though. Definitely not confident, and very frustrating. Just like. Obs kind of, and it's actually interesting because they're basically the same price. Like, who would you prefer right now for between Obs and Has? Because I think for me it's easy Obs, but you know, I don't, a I lot don't of think that has to do with just recently Hazard's been horrible. Yeah, I don't think it's an easy Obs. I, I would probably lean Obs, but it's not that. It's not by that much. Yeah, um, I mean, it's closer than it seems. I think. And I think it also depends on you know your team and who you're replacing. I mean, probably honestly, if you have to take a hit to do one and not the other, I would just do the one that doesn't cost a hit. Yeah, yeah, that's like, probably that would correct. be enough for me to decide because I just I feel like both teams have their struggles in attack. I mean, Emery 
maybe he'll start playing Otsel in these games. If they, if he was gonna, if I knew he was gonna play Otsel in these games, the easy games, except for City in a couple, then I would want Ops, no question. But they're still not creating much. And so I think that they have not as drastic of a problem as Chelsea. Obviously, Chelsea are fucking diabolical in the final third, but it's not like they're free flowing either. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's difficult. It is really difficult. I was actually also looking up, um, just I was looking up XG numbers because pe- a lot of people were writing him about Bournemouth because I, I don't know what's happening. They're, they've been out of control lately. But since December 21st, um, you know, it's Liverpool, then United, then City are the top three, as you know, you'd expect. And then Burnley is the fourth best you know, non penalty XG in the league since then, then Arsenal, then Tottenham, then Bournemouth, then Chelsea. So Chelsea are just like, they've fallen off so hard. Yeah. And just like, yeah, they're in free fall. Yeah. I mean, I think probably OBS. I've, I mean, to pick one, I would, I would say yeah. probably OBS, but ugh. yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'd rather have Jota than Hazard anyway. Let's fucking go, Jota. <laughs> <laughs> Best shot of my life. Um, should we maybe talk about City? We, I mean, we kind of mentioned Kuhn. I mean, also Mishka again, he wrote in, when is it time for KDB? Assuming he's still a good buy and hold option for the season. Possible swap from Haz. Um, and then Steen on Slack wrote in, you know, just about how the City assets are, are not that highly owned right now, like the Sanes and the Sterlings, because of the pileup and their wobbly performances, etc. So, how much do you think it feels like a mistake moving forward that people have reduced the number of city assets in their team? Steve said, I've been happy with Sané, obviously, but I feel a little bit exposed with him as my only city attacker. Yeah, it's diff- It's really tough, this city thing, because they the first half was... Oh my god. I don't. I thought I was watching League One football. I thought I, don't I was know. watching Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> like that's what it was like. It was just meaningless possession, cycling, yeah, and, bullshit. I mean, I think it's worth spending some time talking about this, just because they finished three nil, and you know, if maybe you missed the game or it was an early game, maybe you missed the first half. They were disgusting. They were playing actually disgusting football in the first half. I have no idea what they were doing, and. That's a concern because I don't feel like they've really like looked like City for a really long time. I mean, they haven't scored four goals in a game since game week thirteen, that's which crazy. is a long time ago. Yeah, and I mean, City, okay, that's fucking yeah, crazy. I mean, okay, like scoring two and three, like that's great. But if you're spending fucking twenty two million on Sane and Sterling, you know, you need some fours in there because you you know that's a big that's twenty percent of your budget. You need some some more explosion there, but. I mean, for me personally, I've had Sané and Sterling for like the last 10 game weeks or something, maybe even longer, I don't know, I haven't touched them in a long time, and they've been firing the last few game weeks, and that's really been the root cause of why I've, my team's been going up, because I've been holding them, and you know, before I wasn't good when Hazard was hitting and I didn't have him, and I had them instead, so yeah. it's, it's similar to kind of just like holding faith, like we were kind of talking about earlier, and you know, the, the quality is coming through, but... Other than Sané and Sterling, I really don't think there's anyone that looks fantastic. I mean, Kevin clearly not as important to Pep anymore. He's been fit and not started him several times. He's playing extra DMs against Huddersfield when the team has scored 13 goals at home all season, which you can't. There's no defense for that. That's just 
fucking asinine and stupid. And, you know, they're not, they're just not doing it as well as they were. But I still think Sané and Sterling are better than, except for Mo, are better than any other midfield option. Yeah, I think one of the sort of stories of the season or maybe retroactively at the end of the season will will be a story of the season is that like last year Kev was by far the best midfielder in the league one of the best midfielders in Europe no question and this year it's kind of like with the Dilva injuries it he's sort of more important <laughs> he's sort of more important like Dilva and Fernandinho are arguably more important to City than De Bruyne which is insane after last season but they really need a Dilva again. Like Gundo, Gundo He's so fucking yeah. bad. But like with without Kev all season, like majority of the season, they were fucking amazing. And Dilva was just Dilvaing and they were just scoring. They were putting up huge scores and best XG by far, most shots by far, etc. And then like Dilva's hurt, Kev is back in. And they have these weird ass performances, and it, it's a really weird thing. Where like, like you said, I mean, the first half they were awful. They were completely horrendous in every way and awful. Then they went on. Yeah. They went on a little like like I don't even know how long it was. Ten minute run where they created really good chances. Raz scored a goal. Sane scored a goal. Like there were some other good chances in that flurry. And they just, you know, blew him away for ten minutes, and then they just sat on it. Yeah, they just shut it down. They just shut Another it down. Thi- up yeah. three now. Another thing is like in the first half, he does it with Sane a lot. He just puts Sane on the sideline. He just stands on the sideline. Yeah, that, because they have no that fucking, at Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he they have no when they have no overlapping fullback on the left because they have shitty ass fucking fullbacks now. Then like he's just doing it for width, but he was also doing the same thing with Sterling on the right. And in the first half, they didn't swap sides. They did it. They like I Sterling, They came inside like very few times, but they were so far out wide. And then Kevin was standing next to Kuhn in the middle, and Gundo is behind. Like he's a fucking playmaker. He can't make a fucking side pass. He's just so bad. And Kevin and Kuhn, I don't think all season have really been in that position together because they always have to have, like when Silva was there with Kuhn, like Silva or Kuhn, like they have an understanding of who's going to come deep to get the ball, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's the overlapping run from the midfielder, and it was just so bad. I mean, they could not connect that front four with the, the with the midfield, with Gundo, or I mean, Fernandinho fucking kept doing stupid over-the-top balls out of bounds, because he's also, that's just not his game, and it was just, they just forced the ball back. It was just it's ridiculous, and the thing, I felt like it was Groundhog Day every fucking two minutes, because they didn't change. They, it was so clearly not working. And Pep yeah. was just sitting there with like his arms folded. I'm like, go fucking do something asleep. about this. Yeah, it's like, what are you, what are you watching? It was so, <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, it was just so bad. I don't understand what was happening. And so, I mean, I, that's that was worrying to me. I mean, they came out like you said. It was a very brief flurry. I'm like, wow, thank God these points came in. Right. Or else I would be fucking slitting my wrists this afternoon. And it, but it's like I don't know. It, it was. No, it was it was inexplicable, really. They need Dilva. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's. I think you're bringing up great points, and it just leads me. It all or leads Bilva. back to Dilva or, for me. Or Bill, though, even Bill, right? Like, it's like Kev is not 
Dude, the furthest they're up forward nine mid. nil against fucking fuck me team Burton. Yeah, and they're sitting Bilv and Dilvin playing Gundo against Huddersfield. Also, even Mares was just left completely out of the squad, and Pep said it was just tactical. It's like, dude, like <laughs> he's the record know. signing, he's sixty million. He, you could argue about if he's been good or bad signing for the club, but he's obviously a good player regardless. Like he's the guy you could come on and change a game and bring some more attack. Like, come on, City. And they needed some fucking kick up the ass, and they just, yes, it was so weird. It was so weird. Like, and the goal difference is, I mean, earlier in the season, it wasn't close, but now with Liverpool, I mean, that's a point. Like, you, you'd yeah. want to go to, you want to go to Huddersfield and shut the game down and try and win 1-0, because right. that's what they played like. Right. I don't know, dude. It was, that was the most pissed me off the most all weekend watching that game. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Hard, really hard to put a finger on it too. And they were lucky to keep it clean, probably. Yeah, they're lucky. The Steve Mounier is the on the other Steve team. Mounier. He's so bad. Yeah. Um, we we also got a bunch of forwards questions again. I know we spent a lot of time on this last week, but two people wrote in about Callum and Chucky Arnautovic on Slack. Thoughts on Callum Wilson? A couple di- difficult fixtures coming up. But blah 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 blah. blah. Brian on Twitter, Callum returns, so is there really a big rush to turn him into Rashford? Also, sing me a song about Barnes. I think that these aren't questions, but also just relevant. And Ings is back and looked good. Laka's started five of the last six. Perez and Rondon looked good. Wilf, two returns in the last three. Jimenez returns every game. This has been the this has probably been the most talked about subject all of season. We just cannot I mean, stop it, talking about forwards. It usually is too. It's just yeah, I guess ugh. so. Um, I mean, I don't know that question about should I get Rashford. It's like I don't know what games you're watching. Like, no, yeah. don't get him. He's not good. But yeah, um, I uh, yeah, I, I like the Ings back is kind of interesting just because he's like five five, still so cheap. But it really just depends what you're looking for, right? I mean, I, Jimenez. You know, you brought up a good point with Jota now that they kind of are. I mean, it's kind of the same formation they've been playing all season, but it's just like more Jota getting him behind. Well, and, yeah, it's, they have no right, quote unquote, right winger now or right forward, and they just have an extra central midfielder. So Jota yeah. can just is totally free to just like be the furthest forward and like in the box. Yeah, but I mean, I, he's looking at Wolves' fixtures in the near term. You know, you got to back him to be trickling in like between five and nine pointers. I think over that time, you're talking about Jimenez or Jota? Jimenez, yeah, yeah, Jimenez. I mean, you know, he's six five now, which is reasonable. I still, I mean, Wilson flagged means how can just lie to us for days and be so happy about it. So who knows when he's going to play again? But. The fixtures are still, you know, they've got four tough ones in the next six. Um, I guess at Arsenal isn't like that bad, but I think it's you got to wait till game week thirty for Bournemouth assets, and then by all means pile on. Oh, I thought um, you were talking about Wolves, and I was like, dude, they have incredible fixtures. Oh, what yeah, are you I talking finished about? my Wolves, and, and then I switched. Okay, to okay, I didn't, I didn't follow. Okay, yeah, Bournemouth, yeah, hey, their fixtures are insanely bad. Yeah, keep up a lot. Come okay, on. okay. I mean, I okay. love Callum, and Bournemouth are good and. They looked like Bournemouth, you know, over the weekend where they were just, the horses were free and they were just Fraser and Brooks and King Wilson just countering and looking great. But yeah, I mean, the chances should be few and far between in, in the next, you know, yeah. grouping. Because e- even the two that aren't against the top six teams are away Cardiff, which is, it's not 
awful, but it's not great. And then Home Wolves, which is sort of similarly not no, no, not awful. That's, that's fantastic. It's not like fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> Did you, we were watching Wolves? Did we do Wolves defense? Are you joking? You know what's me? interesting though, because all season I've been thinking about how. It's like the center backs and the DMs more than Patricio. Patricio's been mostly good and stuff. Dude, he was fucking bad. I'm sorry. Like uh, rewatching the highlights, like he was lackadaisical. Like Vardy took the ball off him and almost scored what would have been an open net, just diabolical mistake. And then on that fucking gray goal, he was he. It was similar to the Rashford goal against Lloris. Lloris and Lloris. And Patricio both had the same problem. They were just like hugging the near post. They were like yeah. so scared of getting beaten near post because it looks bad or it's like cliche, like you can't get yeah, beat no, up that, near post. That was bad. It was so bad. The positioning yeah. was insane. And I was just watching yeah. these highlights back being like, fuck. Like, and the he, thing is, if he was just one step to the right away from the near post, he could still ever. cover it and he cuts the angle yeah, off. He was just kind save of. Ever. But the the one, but okay, that's fair. Rui definitely did not cover himself in glory. But that fucking goal that <laughs> scored when they had five players yeah, the, just the, falling over yeah, each other. Three stooges, shit. No, but dude, they do that every game. They let a goal up like that every game. There's at least like two between two and four wolves defenders, central defenders, and add in one or two of their midfielders just like chasing each other as they get scored on. It was bad. Just, it's just they're so bad. It's crazy. It's I don't so even remember what the question was. Oh, forwards. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we were just talking about fixtures and shit. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know what the questions are either. I mean, Callum is good and Bournemouth are good, but I would not. I would much rather have Jimenez or obviously Rashford, who's the best in the game in this region, over him. Not even a question at all. Uh, what do you think about Wilf? Is he turning into an option? I mean, they have good fixtures. He's he's returning lately. Thought he looked really good against Liverpool. He just can't score. I mean, yeah. he's nowhere near bonus points because you know he's just a mad player. But he can't score a goal for his fucking life. His last goal was game week five. So I don't think you can. That's a long time ago. I don't think you can. Look that's a, at that that's a really like, long time ago. I would take ago. Callum at Anfield for like the next six game weeks. Yeah, and think he'll. I mean, he'll score more than Wilf against yeah, will. like Brighton, Newcastle, like Wolves. Like he just doesn't score. Yeah. So I don't think that's a shot. But what do you think though about Wilson? Because you know, you you we do bring this point up against Bournemouth just to talk about him for another minute. Obviously, he's flagged, so he probably won't play for another month. But. <laughs> They are the only team that are legitimately good going forward with players priced in this region. Like, do you think that we've? I mean, he hasn't really done it against the good teams. He has he this season, not in a when. I mean, game week I mean, eleven against United was less. He scored against no, he City. Scored against I guess. City game week fourteen. I mean, didn't blanked play against, against Tottenham. Liverpool, so. Blanked against United. He's been blank. He hasn't been doing that well. But in lately, general, anyway. he's been hurt and kind of bad. Yeah. But like, he looked he really is. good against West Ham. Yeah, he still is hurt. But either anyway. But like, do you think that we get questions like this all the time? But presumably, because people are chopping and changing these positions all the time. Yeah. Do you think there is something to just getting the better player and just like just hoping that he comes in rather than like, trying to hop on fixtures of I mean, players like Ings? I do honestly think that's very reasonable because 
this you'd much rather use your transfers on like you know premium players and captainable players and and big changes like that whereas like I think you can withstand you know two to three returns in the next six from Callum and then their fixtures are incredible after and just holding him for that entire time better than you can withstand having like Richarlison, Philippe Anderson, uh, fucking Hazard or something like that because he's he's cheap and he's not like hamstringing the rest of your team. Mm-hmm. What do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess he's now with Rich, he's like a little closer. But I take your point, say for seven five midfielder or someone that's a million more, it's just the, the the more expensive player, the less you can afford the blanks. But I don't know, it's something I've never really done. But I don't feel like I can remember a time where. There's been this stark of a difference in just like the overall. First of all, the quality. I mean, Wilson's by far the best striker and finisher of anyone in the sub like nine Not million price close. bracket. There's no compare. I guess for, except for Rashford. I forgot about Rashford. Yeah, Rashford. But like it, maybe there is something to, to just trying to go for that. But I don't know. It just doesn't feel great when you see your your player in front of like a Bournemouth. Maybe it's just like Bournemouth. I'm still in an old mind that they're bad. But their attack's just not been bad at all. It's just been great all season. And I I mean, I had Fraser for a little bit. I still haven't owned Callum for one game week all season. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. I mean, home Chelsea's not a bad fixture for them. They'll, they'll well, have that's some the chances. thing. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're sort of deceptively bad, I feel like, where it's like, and they're obviously not good. That's like a thing that we always say, I think, is like home Chelsea away Arsenal are not like good, the fixture, ideal fixture that you'd want. But they're not that bad. I mean, Chelsea defense is either insanely good sometimes, and sometimes they just concede big chances for fun on the counter, which Bournemouth is really good at. I mean, away Cardiff, home Wolves, you back him, you back Callum there. Away Liverpool and home City are pretty bad. I mean, away Liverpool is the worst fixture in the league, but home City, I even feel like, yeah, Bournemouth could counter like against fucking like. City, like they, they, they can be got at. It's been that way for the entire season, and fuck, Huddersfield almost scored, which means Callum could score. And away Arsenal's, it's the same thing. They're they're bad, but they're not like. If you're actually telling me that this Bournemouth is the seventh best attacking team in the league, which is basically what we're both saying right now, then like that's fine. Like you can withstand that, right? Yeah, I don't know if I don't know. I think it's that it's, it's just a weird thing because it's counterintuitive about how we normally play. You know, we, it is. we look at form and fixtures, not one or the other. And this would be really looking at one or the other. But I mean, I, I do think, think we look at we look what like if you think back to when do we look at one or the other? Like, wh- what are the types of players or you know team players from what types of teams where we would just kind of look at the form over the fixtures and it's, it's only the top four teams basically you know it's like yeah, yeah. No, but it's yeah, but it should be someone like Callum because yeah, he's just exactly a, yeah, he's a good finisher and yeah and he's priced so appropriately like yeah. if he was nine on Bournemouth it'd be like well yeah this is just obviously dumb and not worth it but yeah, I mean, maybe it's a uh, shifting sand. We're not used to having a mid table, and there is an actual mid table. And if like Arnie was fit and not being a dick face, and West Ham were still flowing, I think we'd feel the same way about Arnie too. Which is like why we had him early doors when their fixtures were so bad because it's like they 
got all these new reinforcements and Pellegrini's a really good manager and they're just good. Like for a lot of the season, West Ham have kind of been also the seventh or eighth best attacking team in the league and kind of just good all the time. And now it's like Carroll, et cetera, and they're not, they're fucking mess. But like, you know what I mean with yeah, Arnie, yeah. sort of similar. Um, all right, lastly, before questions, should we, do you want to talk about blanks slash doubles oh, a yeah, bit? Yeah, or like, I, I don't know what dude, to say about it. fucking going on tangents today. Holy shit. I mean, I um, I usually wake up like five minutes before we morning pod, and this pod I'm up. I was up like three to four hours before the pod. Got like coffee in me. Got a fucking you know ate food like all this shit. So I think I'm just blazing. Okay. Um. So game week twenty seven, we have confirmed blank from Everton and Man City, which is coming up very soon. Only a few game weeks away, and then we're gonna have a blank depending on who advances between Chelsea and Spurs. Of either Chelsea and Brighton or Burnley and Spurs. So look at that because if you have, there are probably more than a few teams that have over four or more players from four of those teams. Like if, like, you know, between Chelsea, Everton, and Man City, if those three advance, like, you know, you have Dean, two city players, like Has, there's a lot of guys. Alonzo, Louise, Rich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of even Siggy. There are a lot of guys that could blanket 27. So make sure we'll we'll know before the next deadline. I hope people didn't make early. We'll, Actually, we'll I know hope on everyone, Wednesday. I think yeah. with this, yeah. I hope everyone made early transfers. Actually, that would be fantastic. <laughs> we'll know. We'll know really soon. And then we'll also have the FA Cup at the weekend, which is going to have implications for game week 31 for a blanks 31 and 33, I believe. Yeah. So keep an eye out, but just know, you know, if you're looking to transfer in like an Everton or Man City player and you have a dead player on the bench, just try and keep your just keep your eye out so that you don't get stuck with, you know, a ten man. But the other thing though, thinking about it in seasons past, like I did I wish I had ten men. I had a negative one this week. Like I have I had I have Chambo zeros all the time. You have Johnny zeros yeah, all the time. Yeah, zeros we, for absolute fun. It's just it's fun to get zeros and negative ones. So I also wanted to say at the other side of the coin, like we're hardcore FPLers and we do all this fucking spreadsheet playing and not blah 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 blah. But if you have ten men for a week, it doesn't fucking matter. Like yeah, that, I was kind of gonna say this when you were done talking. Is like at the same time, if this blank were to prevent you from, say, getting Sane, I would say you're being fucking dumb because yeah. he's <laughs> amazing and he's gonna double digit return every week and whatever. It doesn't matter. One week, the, like you said, this happens all the time. It's, it's the same as just like the him blanking once. It's two less points than him just blanking one game week and also you know it means that they're gonna have probably two doubles in the future and it's just like you can withstand everyone can withstand one fucking blank that the difference between the upcoming game week blank uh game week 27 blank and what will probably be a giant blank on game week 31 because it's fa cup and there's way more teams um in the quarters of the fa cup is that like it's the difference between fielding like maybe ten players in game with twenty seven versus maybe like five players in game with thirty one or something insane. And that's usually I mean, that's when we used our free hit last season and it was great. And there are ways you can plan and not have to use your free hit that week, but it worked out great last season. So it's probably what I'll just do this season. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing of not getting sun for six game weeks because right. he's going to miss like two game weeks. <laughs> exact like, same okay, thing. Thanks. Exact same thing. Um, all right, that's that box. I mean, I we we really on it. It's similar to like team value. There are just certain things about the game that we just, I guess, don't focus on as much as other people. Because I yeah. know people get up for this. Oh and, my like, god, I, fucking people pay for spreadsheets on this shit. At literally just, pay, and it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 not something that we we really hyper focus on. Yeah, at all. I think you and I could both do with a little bit more planning. Not for. Not in regards at all to like value or blanks or doubles. I just mean planning in terms of like four weeks from now, I want to have Salah. How am I going to get there? You know, like stuff like that, planning transfers a little bit ahead of time. But one thing that I do not feel like I'm like losing points on is like worrying a lot about my the value in my team or worrying too much about blanks and doubles because like. I always, we always get there. You and I always get there, and we always fly. You know, so it's like we're not like doing something wrong. I don't think, but you know, good on you if it if it gets your dick hard, then definitely keep doing it. Um, Transfer out Sana and Sterling right now. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll fly in four game weeks. Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. Rob Pionslack, is there any goalkeeper, another topic every fucking week, worth aiming for apart from Allison, or is it just a total mess? It feel like it feels like nobody cleans more than one game in four. Yeah, it does feel that way. I my last goalkeeper clean sheet, game week fourteen. No way. Yep. Wow. Is that good? That's good, right? That's nuts. Yeah. I need a I look back it. for me. It was it was Wayne, and then he went on a couple none, and then he had the no show, and then I went, I, I just went straight to to Patricio, and he's just game seven, game seventeen for me, not that much better. Yeah, or maybe I had one from Patricio. I don't know. I have definitely not. I, I it's just oh my god, I I just don't know why I got rid of Allison. Like, why did I not just I keep him? I, I, was, I just it, was it so feels stupid. like sunk cost every fucking time. It feels like sunk cost. Too much val- too much money in fucking goalkeeper. It feels bad. I you want to get a premium attacker, blah blah blah. And in the end, it's just zero to two points every fucking week unless you're on Allison. It's really rough. But I I mean I still think Etheridge is a great option. I don't think anyone else is. I have a shout for another option, and his name is Thomas Heaton. Oh, Tommy boy. Listen, right. I mean looked, he was really good. He's been okay. I had a, a Mignolet flashback when I was watching the Burnley highlights on Match of the Day because, you know, obviously Mignolet has his howlers or whatever. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about like an average Mignolet game. And an average Mignolet game is he didn't really fuck anything up, but he didn't save the one or two chances that the other team got. You know what I mean? It's like he didn't like do anything bad. He didn't, it wasn't a howler, no crucial mistake he just didn't make the save save that you know would have been three points or whatever in, in Liverpool's case and to me it's sort of similar from going like Hart who is very Mignolet-ish to Heaton and like he made like Heaton all he had to do was make like two or maybe three nice saves good saves against Watford and they keep it clean and he ends up with a bonus point and eight points and you know, three game weeks ago, they kept it clean against West Ham, and he got two bonus points and and a save point. And it to me, this is just not a coincidence at all. Like Heaton is just 
Joe Hart is absolutely awful, and it should be should never be forgotten that he was even considered to be on the England squad this summer because he's horrendously bad. And Heaton is really fucking good, and he's been really good pretty consistently in FPL whenever he's had a run of starts, really good on bones, good save points. Burnley were always the sort of like overperforming their numbers team in terms of like cleans and in terms of even goals. But I mean, he's just back and two cleans and four and bones in both the cleans. Like he's just great. Like I wish I got him instead of Neil, but I didn't really consider it. All right. Yep. I like that shot a lot. Yeah. I think it's like, it's the type of thing where if he wasn't severely injured at the beginning of the season and he costed what he costs now, which is four, eight, I think he would have been in a lot of teams. Yeah, to the start of the and then season. The nostalgia is high, high, oh, high there. Huge with nostalgia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Heaton. I like that. I like that pick. And a lot they cut to Hart on the sideline after every Heaton big save, and Hart is just like chewing gum and like laughing with the other shitty ass backup he players. Does, he's does such a fucking bell. He just is happy to be there. Like, he how is he not shit. in the MLS? Like what? He doesn't care. He what in his soon. life has led him to Burnley instead of just like captaining the Colorado Rapids or something? <laughs> he could have such a nice life if he just goes to the New England Revolution and just fucking cheers. Yeah, I have an English accent. Put me on TV. Like, let's go. I don't know. Yeah. Hard, yeah, yeah. Hard out. Eaton, okay. I, and I'm also like, I'm getting to the point where I'm thinking about just taking a hit for goalkeeper because I just can't take it anymore. Yeah, Patricio has been. Um, it's it's close. It could not there. be worse for you, really. It's, it's getting. Yeah. Getting close. Getting close. Um. I'm going to skip this question because we already kind of answered this. Tim on Slack, are there better defensive options than Doc and Digny? Are the occasional attacking returns worth the price when you can't realistically expect either to keep it clean, or do they just seem that bad because I own them both? What do you think about these two players? I mean, you have Wolves shares and you have Dean. <laughs> Wolves, dude, holy shit. Wolves are um, just... I, I just, it was like halftime, because I woke up at halftime of that game because it was like a 4.30 start time, and I just saw like Ben Nicole, zero zero. I was like, oh my God, it's yeah. happening. Oh, it, fe- and it, then felt, I- it felt nailed at that point. I'll tell you, because <laughs> I was awake and I was jizzy. I think my tweet when Ben Nicole was just like, my dick is so hard, like jizz everywhere. I was adding you in Slack. I was like, pod partner, wake up, like, oh, we're flying. And then it was just as soon as the second half started, it was Lester just dominating. Yeah, I mean, I walked into the, I got up, walked in the living room, turned the TV on. Within five seconds of turning the TV on, it was just the replay of the goal. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God. Patricia's just rubbing his cock up against the near post, let it, watching yeah. the ball go in far post. Just like, like, you know, get up, have a piss, like, get a little drink, get everything ready, like, you know, and turn the TV on. It's just like, oh, this is so uh, Yeah, great, great. Um, I mean, Doc being bombed out for who knows what reasons is very perplexing. Um, I, so basically, we always say on the pod, we look for clean sheets first, attack and return second. Yes. The reason, so now the players are a are too expensive, like if you're buying now. But you know, Doc, a lot of people had since four or five. Dean, I know I bought him at four eight, but it was kind of like 
Other than Palace, there are no other defenses with, I guess you could talk about Cola here in this bracket also, but other than Palace, there aren't really any other defenses under five, with defenders price under 5 million who are, you know, really appreciably better than than teams like Everton and Wolves. Yeah. Um, which which I still more or less agree. I guess Burnley, now that you're talking about Tom, and I'm kind of like, I try not to think about Burnley, but, you know, they've, they've looked better lately. But um, when that's the case, and then there's a perfect storm of very attacking player and just blind good fixtures on paper, those are like the optimal punts to me. Yeah, uh, that's a great place you know, to take a punt, yeah. If you have a rotation or you find yourself with money, I mean, we are, we've spent fucking three hours on the pod so far scrambling for where to spend our money, basically. Like, we don't like any expensive players except for like two. So, I mean, if you find yourself like, oh, I could just get, you know, VVD or something, you know, obviously that's better. But I still don't think there are, you know, so many options at this defensive price bracket. They're kind of, everyone has problems. So, I mean, Wolves and Everton still have near-term, you know, really good fixtures. I think Dean is a perfectly acceptable hold. I have no intention of shipping him out whatsoever. I might, I mean, I might even hold him through the blank because then he has Cardiff Gaming twenty-eight. I mean, he almost had an assist again. Every single, yeah, every single I mean, game, he's, he's on another level with his attack. Yeah, he's, he's basically he's, a winger, Alonzo-ish. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, he's fantastic, but. Doc is like like if you're starting Doc every week and you're an idiot like me and you have Patricio also it's, it's I don't know I mean they are so bad it's just insane how bad they are that that second half was absolutely mental like schoolboy football it was insane so I don't know about Doc holding him anymore I guess we need a little more information about you know is he going to come back into the team or not but I, don't, I what assume do you think yes because Vinegar yeah. Man is so bad. Um, yeah, he just doesn't. You can't really get much worse than not Vinegar that Man. Bad. Yeah, you thought he was that bad. I didn't think he was that bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I guess, I just thought he was bad, and I thought I usually think okay. Doc is a little better than bad. So yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. But yeah, I mean, Wolves, I mean, Wolves and Everton are just. I I don't back them for a clean against anyone. It's it feels completely lucky to ever get a clean from either of them. So I don't really like that in a defender at this point. I mean, the two guys that I kind of have on my radar, or the two like teams maybe I should say that I have on my radar, um, Leicester's fixtures get very, very good for basically the rest of the season, starting in game week 27. And right short term, it's diabolical but from that point on I think like Pereira or maybe a cheaper option on Leicester is a, is a probably better shout than either of these guys and then also is looking at Newcastle I mean you and I always love getting Rafa defenders like proven successful track record there and they have City and Spurs next to and then Gaming 26 again basically through the end of the season they just have incredible fixtures so I'm eyeing those two teams for long runs in my team pretty soon. Um, Dubro- Dubrovka's a reasonable pick. Yeah, He's Dubrovka's fine, totally reasonable. I think he gets, he gets BAPs. Too. Yeah, he gets BAPs. And I think, like, I mean, I assume they'll stick with this three at the back because it's looking pretty good. But so Lascelles, Char, and Lejeune are just. 21 pointer for Char. What the yeah, fuck fucking, was that? I, I guess fucking they pronounce Bob it. Huth, Bob Huth impression. Yeah, exactly. And he was like 
in the box shooting yeah. with his feet. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is happening, but all of those guys have always kind of been good on bones, good on set pieces. Like they're all good. Um, even Yedlin is only four or five red card shout merchant. Um, so those are kind of the two, two other teams I feel like that are like cheap and better than Everton or Wolves defensively for chances of cleans, in my opinion. Yeah, um, but I agree with that. Yeah, otherwise, I mean, it's just like, I think cheap is the way to go. I mean, those guys, Doc and Dean, are perfectly fine. I mean, like, Bednarak is fucking 3-9. Like, he has an equal chance of a clean than as those two. And Palace are an actually good defense, so I'd rather have Juan than either of those two. But, yeah, it's kind of a clusterfuck. And, again, just shout out to you. I mean, you fucking nailed it on your wild card, I think. Just going super, super budget on defense has been so good for you. Yeah, I mean, if it's again, if you're not going to get a Liverpool defender, then just don't spend money. There's, I just don't see the point. Yeah, Lejeune, I agree. Dude. We, I, I, I'm, I have to have him at some point this season. Who? Lejeune. Oh yeah, I mean, we <sighs> we named a channel after him in Slack. And you can't not have him. <laughs> He's just, I mean, it's no coincidence. He comes back in two games and they just look great again. I mean, I love Lejeune. Don't He's even so get me good. started on Lejeune. He's so good. Nate is so sad that Kieran Clark got dropped, but Lejeune just yeah. has to come in. I mean, like um, the difference between not having to play Federico Fernandez is just oh my everything. God, the upgrade. See, is... that's the problem with Wolves. They have three Federico Fernandez as they play every game. Yeah. I mean, Cody, that's what they are. I think, is pretty good. I don't think he's good at all. Okay. I think if he was, I've been saying this for so. If the, if they played a fucking flat back four, any two of those oh, center backs would look disgusting. Yeah, but but that's not. I I agree, but that's not. I mean, to me, that's like Nuno doing good job. Yeah, and, but they, and because they're playing, that's why they're playing back three to like kind of let them just go win headers and be more aggressive yeah, and have more cover and stuff. They've been playing a back three all season, and they have fucking five clean sheets all year. Yeah, it's insane. So, like, what the fuck? How do they have five None of them points? are good. You're, you're, you don't have a good, like, you're not good if you have five clean sheets through 23 game weeks. Yeah, how is that possible? That's like, what are we going to start saying? Like, oh, like, no, Reem is actually like, pretty good because like, it's like, yeah. no, like, fall on that three clean sheets. Like, they're all fucking trash. It's just like. So they're one, uh, two, three, four, five. They're tied for sixth fewest goals conceded, but they have so many less cleans than, you know, aside from the top four, even yeah, like, just Palace, Leicester, Newcastle. It's just like, what the fuck are they doing? Uh yeah, I agree though. Flat back four, I would love to see that team in a flat back four. Like their full backs, their center backs, it just it would be such a mess. Um yeah. Augash on Slack, Sabra merchant. Um barring potential injuries and suspensions, which players are immovable between now and the end of the season? Um I mean, I guess none? probably just Salah. Yeah, maybe just Salah and none others probably. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't understand. I think he just used the word immovable instead of essential, and that made me not get just us throw answer it. the question. Yes, I'm yeah, like, actually, what the fuck actually, is... Otherwise, I yeah. would have not put it on if it said essential. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, immovable, the answer is no one. I mean, if you have guys like Rashford and Pogba who are cheap and very good, I'm 
there's probably not going to be a reason to move them for a long ass time. Um, that, yeah, I don't know. That's a hard question to answer. I mean, up your own art, up your arsenal on Slack. How big a priority should moving Tony Gloves be? You have them. How does you know? What do you think? <sighs> I, I I mean I I love him, but I also am, I'm starting to absolutely hate him. He was really he, good on highlights. I thought. Yeah, but he just. He just can't buy a goal for his fucking life. Yeah, he's just I, he's just out of form. No other way. Really, he's out of form. He just seems to be just in the wrong place all the time, and it's really frustrating. He's just, I, I I'm I'm not gonna do anything with him right now because I have other problems. And again, I, I think I mentioned on Lambs like I'm probably not gonna take him out unless if he gets dropped, which could happen any time. I mean, he could get dropped for Alexis. Uh, the second election probably should, yeah. Yeah, I mean, on balance, the way he's been playing. But then the other thing is, okay, FPL-wise, he's not getting points, but he his like work rate and, and positioning and movement and everything like looks good. Like He's clearly working with the front three, and they're winning every game they play. So then I'm like, why would they change that? Yeah, I so agree with that. Of, I, I think yeah. when you and I say out of form, we mean like FPL goal-scoring form. But yeah, as an actual player, he's great. Yeah, but that was kind of my like defense about not yeah. dropping him straight right, away from right. Alexis. Like I don't know, but that's the kind of thing. Like until that happens, when I mean, they still have home Burnley at Leicester at Fulham, I mean, do I wish I have fucking Paul instead of him? You goddamn bet I do. Like that yeah. is not even <laughs> fucking how many points I've lost there is too many points. I don't want to think about it. But I just again, I mean, if I had nothing else to do and no other problems, I would you know I would look at it a little bit more. But I don't think it's like that high of a priority as. Bad or dumb as that might sound, I don't. What do you think? I mean, you don't own him. Do you? you obviously, buying him is the dumbest thing you could imagine. You would never but, buy him right now. Yeah. Never ever buy him right now. But I mean, I yeah, he probably should have scored against Brighton. And I think in like if he's in a little bit more of standard like Tony form, where he's more of a lethal finisher, I think he could even score two against Brighton. I thought he looked really good, way better than he looked in the other. You know, like lost three, four games, um, I thought. Yeah. So to me, that was really encouraging, and I think the goals might come soon. But yeah, like you said, I mean, you would never buy him right now. Like, I, I wouldn't go like rich to Martial right now. I'd rather go no. to like Jota or something. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm yeah. still, I'm still, I'm going to hold him. But I mean, it, I am the trying. difference. I feel like it, it actually like just because he's the same price as like Rich and Philippe Anderson, it's interesting to kind of compare them. And you know, I have all, Rich and Philippe, and you have Martial, and they're all blanking. But Martial plays on a top six team, top four team, maybe no chance, but maybe no chance, but maybe yeah. But and their attack had lately has been top three in the league basically since OGS got there. Um, underlying statistics and, and and actual statistics. So as long as he's starting, like you said, and he's getting chances and he's a really good, like proven track record type of player, it doesn't feel nearly as bad as someone like Richarlison who has only ever had two separate halves of seasons of good play. And he's had one half of a season where he was really bad and Everton looked really bad and they're nowhere near a top three attacking team like United. And Philippe Anderson is clearly a superstar, but 
he's not he wasn't really like a goal scorer and didn't get that many assists in Italy and his numbers have been down he he took one shot this past weekend outside of the box he he's just not in a, a forward like Martial is and West Ham have been stuttering also so I think it's interesting to like line those three up and and highlight because I totally agree with you that Martial feels sort of like a fine hold and those other two feel way worse to me. Yeah, but I don't want any of them. I just give me Paul. Yeah. I mean Paul I think Paul had his a patented Paul seven shots zero on target. Oh I mean which you, typical you want Paul. That. You need the Paul. Yeah. You need Paul. Yeah. No no chances created, no remote shot in the stratosphere of the goal other than the pen. And yeah. he just hauls for fun. Still still hauls for fun because it's Paul. Yeah. Always an always an option. Always an option. Uh Ashir on Slack asked about Bob or Mane as the third Liverpool player potential till end of the season. We answered that earlier. I think we both think Mane is better. Yeah, no, not not close. And then um yeah, that's that's it for questions. So um, anything else you want to talk about or should we just move on? Um, I think we're good. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. So let's go on to captains. It's really far away, but, um, I mean, I'm on Mo. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in on Mo for a little while. The only, only game of 27 when they play United is the only, uh, little suspect one, and I might still stick on him. Probably yeah, will do. Probably, probably stick on him. Um, and there are other guys with good fixtures. I mean, City have Newcastle at Newcastle, not a place we like to captain traditionally. Um, United have Burnley, Arsenal have Cardiff, but I think it's just still Mo, right? Yeah, I think it's an easy mo, and I mean, if you don't, I think I think Rashford's interesting. I mean, he's just on fire right now. Yeah, I mean, even like, yeah, yeah, there are Burnley guys. Are, yeah, Burnley are gonna obviously park their lives away, but yeah, you, you could still see three for United in that game. Yeah, people who capped Paul last week. I mean, sure, I guess so. It just feels like Salah's just better. You okay? <laughs> Did you just fall life. down? No, my wife's playing with the dog and the ball. I kept the door. She's fucking. <laughs> I literally thought you just leaned back in your chair and fell down. <laughs> I was like expecting just no answer for five minutes. That's like call your wife, be like, I think Walsh just cracked his head open. Um, yeah, okay, that's that's that. I guess for now. Um, and what are you looking at for your team? I mean, there's so many matches in between now and next game week that I think waiting has to be. You know, has to be prioritized. But what are you looking at? Ideally, um, so if people come through, really, like Jerry D has been a Ugh. big issue. He's he's just out of form, and I can't. And I'm kind of relying on his spot too much. And I, I mean, he was fucking clean on the keeper and just fucking shits the bed. Like that was so fucking bad. How but he can you just bench that. him though? You have Rondon and Jimenez. I mean, I can, but then I would be starting Rondon home city this week. Oh yeah, I forgot he has he has two bad and then a run of good ones. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing is, I mean, again, I have five million in the bank, so I yeah, mean, there are a lot shit. of directions I can go. I I can, if I go OBS, I I think holding Jimenez is probably smart. I mean, he's just a safe pick with good fixtures for the near term, and I'd rather hold him than than like Rondon. Let's put it in another way: getting rid of Jimenez is diabolical. <laughs> He's yeah, just it's, a it's just, tick merchant. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's it's stupid. It's ridiculous. He's just automatic every week. There was a funny like top post on the FPL Reddit that was just like 
it was like the title of it was Jimenez every week or, or something like that. And the photo was just this farmer and it was like, I just put in a good day's work <laughs> or like nothing special, <laughs> but I put in a good day's work. <laughs> so you just yeah, that's, takes that's, every fucking week. That's his MO. But so, yeah, so those two spots, like I want to optimize my money a little better and not leave a million on the bench every week, which I've been doing for a long time. So I can straight swap Jerry D out for any mid up to 10-5, or I can take a hit and get any player in the game. Either like, you know, OBS or Hazard or, you know, anyone. Or I can also just kind of like leave it and start putting money in buying Liverpool defenders because I have zero. Wow, you're in like a very unique and very interesting spot. Yeah, I don't like it. This is when I fuck up bad. <laughs> and it's really hard. I mean, you have to, like, distributing five mil with one free transfer every week is very fucking hard. Yeah, so that's the one thing that's leaning me like away towards the defense, the going into defense, because it's just like holding some shitty players, having to start them in bad fixtures, and spending the money, like, slower. But. I mean, wouldn't you just do, like, Jerry did a Paul, and then maybe next week you do, like, Fucking chain bow to Liverpool defender or something because you'll still have a bunch of million in the bank. Having three United attackers is just not something I'm too interested in right now. But why? Because I just I don't know. It just yeah, I mean I think right. it's fine. I mean, it wouldn't and be Paul, fine if yeah. they were premium. But Paul is the obvious pick of the of the mids. That I don't have yeah, yeah. mids. Yeah, I mean, it's just the fixtures are still fantastic for United and Martial. Who knows? Probably out of your team soon. It's the type of thing where if he stays in your team, then he's probably returning. Otherwise, he's probably out of your team soon anyway. So I don't know if three and like Rash and Paul are just obvious holds. So I don't know why three would be really bad. And I don't know if I like. Just going with someone else because they play on a different team is not or like because a, they're more expensive. Yeah, like that does doesn't make sense that to me. Make sense. Yeah, and Paul just, is just the probably third highest owned player in the game or something, and he's just really good. Yeah, I mean, do I could I could easily just do Jerry to Paul, box that, and then I could refocus on you know like Tony and Rondon and bench Rondon or something. But I could I, I could save. I, I have not thrown that out the window. Yeah, I just don't know why. I can't think of one reason to not do Jerry DePaul, to be honest. Because sure. it, it's it's efficient use of your money. It lets you bench your city, your attacker against City, which is just horrible. And 99% of the time, Rondon's going to blank in that match. And it gets you one of the best players in the game, one of the best value players in the game. It's just great and everything, and it probably leaves you what, like two million in the bank, also. Yeah, about about that. So, like, you you still have incredible flexibility to go elsewhere with your next week transfer. I yeah, I just really can't think of a reason to not do that for you. It seems great. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll look at that. That sounds yeah. sounds like that could be my could be my swap. Yeah. Um, what about you? Wait, wait, sorry. So one last thing. So you, you, I mean, this does now kind of sound stupid because I wasn't really thinking about it earlier when we were talking about the heavy hitters, but like there's not really a good argument for getting any of like Hazard, OBS, like 
I mean, over Paul, really, right? Is what we're saying? Like Paul's just better than them, even if they were all I mean, the same he's price better. He, that's why I brought up Mane and the value conversation, if we were to go back to last week's pod, is because those guys are going to score more points, I think, probably, but they're bad value. And just getting in, in a... If your team was set and you were happy with your defense and your money was distributed how you liked and you had a fucking playable goalie and that kind of shit, then like maybe that's a good time to like take a punt on a sort of like differential like money or something like that. But when you're still in a state of needing flexibility and having other warts in your side that you need to get rid of or just players you hate or whatever, uh, then I think going with the better value player and and leave, ultimately leaving yourself with more flexibility is just better and simpler and, and more obvious for a reason. And it's just like you have Martial, you have Rondon, you have mostly bad defenders, you have double Wolves defense. like You have stuff that you would like to deal with ASAP and $2 million yeah. in the bank basically fixes any spot. All right. So that's why I think. All right, good job. But for those reasons, and for those reasons, I'm in on your team. Um, I don't have to start double walls defense next week. By the way, I'm going to be able to bench. Oh, it. how good is that? Yeah, it's not bad. It's yeah, that's great. fucking great. What, um, what are you looking at? So, I mean, yeah, it's just it just comes down to Rich and Felipe. I mean, both out, one out, one in. Like, I, I don't know. I'm looking at them a lot. I don't. Can you afford Joe and Paul? Yes, except yeah. I have okay. three wolves because I have vinegar. <laughs> I have vinegar man on my bench. So no, I mean okay. I'm really the thing that like if you were to put a gun to my head and just be like do a thing right now, I would do those two guys and vinegar man out for Bednarak, Paul and Jota, and just another eight. Yeah, like if if. You know, in an ideal world, those would be the three players I had instead of the players I do have. But I don't really want to take another minus eight. It probably means I'll lose in the cup. It's probably going to lead to just more red arrows because I fucking suck. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. And it sucks so much because Jota's the obvious guy, and I really want him. And I would, I would in a second downgrade either of them to Jota, but I can't get him. So. Why didn't we? Why didn't he do this game week one when we both fucking had him in our teams? <laughs> I mean, dude, yeah. Dude. Tell me about um, it. What about what about Samir? Yeah, I mean, I don't see the point of going Nasri other than the fact that I love him. It's just, it's just to make money for Paul, right? Yeah, it's just to make money. But it's like I'm going from like West Ham superstar to another West Ham player. It just feels like such a weird, dumb move. Like Jota feels like an incredible upgrade. He's playing striker, and that's just amazing. He does. He's just such a good pick right now. But Nasri to me just feels like I don't know. I'm just like throwing in another fucking tit into the hat of West Ham. That doesn't not. That's not like a place where I want to be anyway. You know. So what are you gonna just save? I don't know. I just don't know in this moment. Am I gonna just pull the trigger on like a minus four, minus eight? Maybe. Yeah, I might just do it. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Well, you'll be in Portugal when you make your move, so you'll have that Portuguese. Yeah, I, I need a Portuguese on. bounce right now. And and I think that bounce is called Diogo Jota. Um, 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm in full like jaded point in the season, and you know, I'm I'm on the outside looking in as is for the cup. So I kind of feel like I should just YOLO and make a like minus eight big drastic move and try and get good guys. But I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. I just don't know. I mean, if I made those moves and I had a midfield of Salah, Sterling, Pogba, and Jota, I, my life would be so much better. Yeah, that's true. Just but not immediately because you'll be on an eight and probably, like you said. Possibly immediately, though. Possibly immediately. I don't. I don't like the eight, and especially because Rich and Felipe still—it's like a broken record. But they do still have good fixtures. I know that's the thing. That's the thing with the form slash everything. It's just I could see Rich not starting. I could see a Rich brace. I could see West Ham getting shut out against Wolves. I could see West Ham putting up three or four. Like easily, any of those options are on the table. And it's been that way for four straight weeks. And they've just blanked for four straight weeks, both of them. And it's just when to be patient with them and when to get rid. It's just that's the main reason that I'm just on a run of red card disaster. And I, it's really hard to get out of. And I just like, yeah, I don't know. I, at some point you have to just pull the fucking trigger because they're bad and bad picks. Yeah, that's true. Like if, Again, it goes back to like managing my team versus managing someone else's team. Like if someone showed me this team, I'd be like, "Oof!" Like Felipe and Rich feel really bad right now. You should probably get like Pogba or something. You know, that's like the first thing I would say if I saw my team. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Tough okay. call. Tough call. It's tough just call. yeah. The the having all of the. So, Ben, I mean, Bennett in was actually good because he got six for you. Oh, it's actually, actually bad because now you have every Wolves defender on the in the, on the right. Planet. I mean, that's and that's sort of the reason I wasn't going to get Bennett, and then I just was like, he's just the best guy because I didn't want to start Tompkins against Liverpool, but Tompkins also scored, so that would have been fine. But yeah, here we are. Um, let me go. Let me do the patron anus last because. We got so many new Patreon subscribers this week. Patreon.com slash FMLFPL. Um, just thank you so much to everyone supporting the pod. Also, great job by all of these people getting in there, beating the cup deadline. Fuck yeah. Let me slap all the asses. Fuck up all of these names. Rattle these off really quick. We got John Egel Erickson, Parker Yates Foy, Connor Trent, Alexander Arnold, John Tanius, Arthur Dude, John Box, Joel Siggy Sigurdsson, Chris O'Byrne, George Fairley, King of the Runts, Rob David Davidson, Ray Gopal, Kjal Homberg, Robbie Pick, congrats on your baby, Matthias Hogberg, Jonas Vicken, Obi Mikkel, Vinny Mulligan, fucking Mulligan merchant, Andrews Bryan and Guides, Caleb St. Ather, Johan No Last Name, Kamal Razak, Stevie Boy Russell, Shannon McCollin, Scott Hires, Mark Singleton, and the final entry to the Cubs signed up two minutes before the deadline, professional baseball player Maddie Adams. Fuck yeah, dude. Love you all. Thank you, everyone, so much. Did you talk about the extra prizes we're doing for the? Yeah, I did, I did that in the part of the pod where you stop listening. See that that just goes to show. Like, <laughs> Fuck, we didn't talk about that. You're like, oh yeah, Juan, you forgot to do this shit. I'm like, no, 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 I did it. <laughs> um, any last words? 
Have a good time in Portugal, buddy. Thank you. Check us out at FMLFL.com. Follow on Twitter at FMLFL. Support us at Patreon.com slash FMLFL. Subscribe, rate, review, and cheers.